Hello out there in podcast land. I am Jay. And I'm D. And this is the Common Sense Academy. Where common sense just ain't common. Good day and welcome back, everybody. Hello, Common Sense Academy students. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Classes in. Yeah, buddy. So, Jay, last week we talked a little bit about CRT. Critical race theory. Yes, sir. Got me all fired up. Thank I'm you. sorry. But no, I'm not you're sorry. not sorry one bit. <laughs> but that's all right. You know, um, got us thinking. And not just me, got some other people thinking. Yep. And we got a little bit of feedback. And let's let's start out and just address that. What what came in? What so do you think? We did get some feedback. Wasn't crazy feedback. Um, it was simply the word "wow" with a couple exclamation points behind that. So what's um, that supposed to mean? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was a wow good or a wow bad. Just a wow. Or maybe a wow that they had their eyes opened. I, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I'm hoping it's that wow. But well, I'll take a wow. I'll take the wowing day. And I did get uh, a, a direct feed from somebody I know. Um, and this person's statement to the podcast was, hey, I, I love the podcast. I think it was great. However, I don't have kids in school anymore. So I could really care less about that subject. It's not going to bother me at mm. all. Yeah, right. You know, and initially, I, I I was like, okay, I, yeah, I see that. I can see how it's not something that's really in your wheelhouse, and it's not something you you even want to think about, or maybe you should think about because you don't have kids in school. But then I got to thinking, what's happening in the schools with the CRT and how they're going to teach this, or 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 how they're saying they're going to attempt to teach this, is going to affect people who don't have kids in school anymore. Or are coming up with, with kids in school who don't have them currently in, in school. Because the future leaders of this country, the future entrepreneurs of this country, the future lawmakers of this country. Future president. Future president of this country is going to come from the generation being taught CRT. So while I do understand, I respect him for, for, for saying, hey, you know, loved it. Could eat it up, listen to you guys, look good stuff, but eh, not really something I, I need to worry about. On the surface and in the initial, fully understand that. But when I stopped to think, think about it and how it really is going to affect the future, then I started thinking, uh, maybe you should rethink that that top, that prospect. <laughs> right? I just had a thought, man. Here we go. We got CRT. Mm-hmm. We got Common Core. And we got Chicago Math. These are our future leaders. <laughs> man, are we in trouble, dude. I tell you what, man. It, it's you, you look out over the horizon, and you, you, you don't see a lot of bright sunshine these days. Right? Why do we got to reinvent the wheel? Because we... Why? We've taught things in a solid way for generations, and it's worked, and worked well. It worked very well. Yeah, I mean, we, we led the world. Yeah, the America, America was... At the pinnacle, we we are we maybe were the example for other countries from mm. an education standpoint. Other countries don't always look at our political system no. as something to emulate, but our educational system. Well, in our financial system, in the financial system, business yep. system, yep. right? Profit. We 
you know, it's not all about money, but I mean, as far as a nation, we're profitable. We all were successful. Yep. We all benefited from that. And everybody, we're the envy of the world for, for a lot of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. They were sending their students maybe. here to learn and go back with the knowledge. Yeah, maybe. It's a little subterfuge. <laughs> huh? Well, coming back here, hey, we got a better way. Let's teach you this. Suckers, <laughs> <like> gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I, I, you know, I I hope that's not the case, but you, you can never. <laughs> Where's this coming out. from? I mean, yeah. who in their right mind goes? This has worked so well. Yeah, let's change it up. It's time for a change. We need you, we need know, something totally different. So I, I mean, Chicago math. Come on, I know, man. I don't understand it, but I understand. I understand why critical race theory is being brought up. I, I do. I fully understand why. I, I I understand the good intention behind it. Do you think, honestly, that it was started out with good intention? Sometimes, I do. Sometimes I question that, and I agree with the why, okay? I don't think it's ever... No, I'm going to stand strong on that. It is never wrong to ask questions. If you have a question, you ask it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So where it started out, I have a question right now. I, but someone, I don't know who started critical race theory, but let's just say a group of people, an individual. I have a question. Why can't we do things this way? Right. That's healthy. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But then I start to wonder if that's where that just ended. and, 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 And it's a cynical side of me coming out here. But so many things in this world in this country, if we're just going to talk about United States right now, have a have an ulterior motive. People always have an ulterior motive. There's always an no agenda, is. yeah. Right. And I, this, like I said, just the cynical side of me. But I wonder aloud, right? This isn't a serious question. But just wonder aloud, how, how much was that good intention? Or right. how much was it stir the pot, cause some trouble? Right, you know, I, I that's why I hate it here. The United States sucks. Oh my right? gosh! I mean, I, I, one more reason. I, I don't know. I, I I look at I look at the landscape, and like many Americans out there, there's a serious fear of speaking your mind. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a serious fear of of inadvertently insulting somebody. Well, being less white. Being less white, I'm trying. You know what? I, I will <laughs> Let's just. I'll, I'll go even further than Come that. On. Being less black for for black conservatives, black. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> the, the the words used <laughs> against them are are ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's 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 almost as if that form of racism doesn't I, exist. I'm laughing, man, because I can feel that pain, and it's it's beyond funny to me. It is gut bustingly funny. How somebody's skin color magically changes with their political ideology. Insane? We we no longer oh, look at Uncle the Tom, person. Yeah. What? The, the, camarader- <laughs> the camaraderie is out the window. Once once the philosophical changes, the camaraderie of the skin color is yeah, it, gone. It, it's the it, ultimate. It no longer exists. It's and it's not just for black people. Until that. Yeah, it's, not for, it's white people, too. They do yeah. the same thing. If you are a white liberal and you go up, no, I shouldn't say go up, and you encounter a white conservative, the the initial conversation is you're racist, you're misogynistic, you're homophobic. 
simply because you have conservative views, not because there's a conversation that can be had between the two, but because you don't think the way the quote unquote masses do. You are insensitive to the masses. How dare you think this way when we all think the other way? Something must be wrong with you. It, it's, it, it is insane to think that introducing courses like CRT into school is going to help eliminate that. And I and I do believe, I, I do believe, because I heard you earlier, I do believe it was brought out with good intention. You and I had a conversation a few months back about politicians, you know, going into office and and and, and, and trying to make some changes. I think we agree that every politician that has started out going into office goes in there with good intentions. Like they really want to make a change. They really want to make a difference. The problem is they get so wrapped up in the the kickbacks and the lobbying and the bullying by the elders, right? They're not allowed to just to speak their mind correctly. I, I use example of uh, of AOC. Uh, in when she first got in, she was very vocal. She was at the forefront of a lot of ideas, ideas that I don't necessarily agree with, but I respect the fact that she came forward and came forward strong with her own ideas and her own views. So as a representative, that's your job. Exactly. And somewhere along the line, she seemed to have vanished. Just slowly quieted down. And now she's slowly Mm -hmm. creeping back in because the progressive ideas aren't at the forefront as they thought it would be with this new administration coming through, right? So now there's... Exactly. So now there's infighting. Mm -hmm. Now you're seeing her pop back up. So Mm -hmm. I believe that she did go in with the good intentions. In her mind, she believed she was going in to make real change for the masses. And I don't think she truly understood or realized just how deep, to use a terminology that people think is unpopular how deep the swamp really is and not just anybody on one realizes side. it until you get in it and exactly there's no way we could really know no, i think we have we a decent no grasp you see it you you're right whether you like the intentions or not i mm-hmm. think she intended to go in and make change absolutely right we don't have to agree with that change but that's the, that's your job if you're elected you go and you hopefully are representing the area that elected you that's the idea their views and i and i can't speak to that but the yeah, and you're right. She was going at it. And you know, just a minute ago, you said something about, you know, a white conservative encountering a, a white liberal and being called a thousand names. Mm-hmm. You remember? Uh, you remember elementary school? You remember the bully? You remember bullies in elementary? Yeah, I encountered school? one or two of those. Yeah, yeah I yep, think we yep, all have. Yep. And uh, what was their specialty? Oh, name calling. Name calling. Name calling and making was you feel number inferior one and dirt. Yes, absolutely. Is anybody else? Ever associated those ties? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it, what kind of you're you're supposed to be as a liberal, right? Loving of everybody. You're supposed to, right? And these are things that you say that you represent. That liberalism in this country, the 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 well, let's just call it that side of the fence is is against. But yet they are the number one name callers. I mean, honestly. It seems to roll off the tongue pretty easily with with a lot it, of. And it's not just one. It yeah. you're you're an ist if you're a conservative, you know, a racist, a, a sexist, homophobic ist. I yeah. mean, you're an ist. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it's nonstop. And it, 
It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't matter. One of your first encounters, if they figure out you're a conservative, you're automatically yeah. one, if not 10, right. of those ists. Exactly. And so, of course, you can't have a conversation because you're not going to, you don't want one. Yeah. You don't, you're starting out on the attack. You're yep. not trying to learn. You're not trying to be gracious. You're, you're not trying to understand a point of view or even have a logical discussion where a, a solution, heaven forbid, may actually come out. So the answer to you're on the attack. So the answer to that for 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 many is okay. If I can't change your mind as a 30, 40, 50, 60 year old adult, I'm going to change your mind as a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year old individual child. Mm, okay, go for the young where they're go forming. For, go for the young where their ideas are are very fresh, very impressionable, and well, and and teachers have them to themselves. A lot longer than the parents oh do. Boy. Right? A lot longer. And the Well, and let's face it, has, the parents are not teaching much anymore as we... We're too busy. At, well, in general. Du- well, dual income mm, homes are, yeah. are, are, are a mainstay now. So yeah, you just got me thinking. Right? Here's the big plan, right? Yep. Your conspiracy theory. Here it comes. All right. <laughs> nope. Here it comes. Let's remove fathers systematically the necessity for fathers in the home. Mm-hmm. Let's berate them, belittle them, and really make them feel useless and ineffective. So that the point that, honestly, they did, they leave. And we've been seeing that. Fathers leaving families. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't bear some burden. I don't want to get down that road. But a lot of it comes to, I think, fathers feeling completely unnecessary and inadequate ineffective and inadequate right and they're the laughing stock right how many times do we see comic bits cartoons on tv comedians making jokes whatever right be little be right the father figure okay and father's day coming up makes me think about that a little bit right what are we doing to fathers in this country and as the fathers disappear that opens the door that opens the door for your drug dealers your gangs other things to fill that void, right? Because people need their fathers. Children need their fathers. Adults need their fathers. So, step one, eliminate necessity for fathers. Step two, if the father's in the home, remove his efficacy, efficacy excuse me, by making him have to work a lot. Too many hours to be in the home. Right, So he may be part of the family, but he's not there because he's too busy trying to earn enough money to survive. Mom now has to work to survive. You just said that. Two-income families are almost a necessity in the United States. Now you've eliminated parenting, which puts more time and responsibility, quote-unquote, in the school systems. Our school systems are under the control of our government. Government is telling your teacher to tell your kid what to believe and how to believe it and how to act and what to accept. The parents are no longer there because they've been removed by one method or another or their their influence on their child is being reduced or eliminated because of the need to work or simply not being there, single-parent homes, whatever. We've weakened the, the foundation with the parents. We've inserted government influence through the teachers and i i know many of your teachers listen to me not all of you but i'm speaking in generalities here public school systems we've introduced criteria common core 
Chicago math. My brain's rolling. I'm starting to put all these pieces together here. Right? CRT now. Mm -hmm. We're teaching these youngsters what to believe, how to believe it, and there's nobody, nobody to counter that anymore because the, the need to work to remove the parent, that's all gone. Think about that for a minute. Just stop. Digest that. We are getting played. I didn't intend going here, but I'm thinking about this right now. That's a systematic dismantling of solid upbringing, of solid thought process. You learn how to process things by having your beliefs challenged. There's nobody challenging those beliefs. The people that your children are now looking up to are their teachers and musicians. <laughs> uh, athletes. <laughs> athletes. You know, the I, values there are weak and pretty shallow, but this is what they have, and it's not their fault. I, I you know, I don't disagree with you on that. The only thing I would, I would put into it as a caveat is that the pieces of the, of the puzzle that you've you've assembled, I don't disagree with. I do think there is a missing piece in that. It may not always be systemic that creates that that void where the father leaves. There are some very irresponsible men out there who, oh, who just who just that. don't want to be apart and don't want to have the family and simply want they still want the single life. That's okay. a whole other topic. Whole but other I agree topic. with you entirely. I don't. I didn't. If it no, came no, off I, that way. I, and I know you weren't. But for for our, for our students out there, I think. I can hear him out there and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, I, I was raised mm -hmm. by a single mother, and, and I became very successful because I didn't want to let her down. And because— Well, and to be very clear, this is it. a very slow process. Right. And I'm not saying it happened, and I'm saying there's oh, no. a lot I, of people I, I who were raised believe. by single parents who the parent did an awesome job. I, I do believe they had the breakdown but of— But we're forcing that parent away from that time with we that are. child. Yes, I, and I do believe the breakdown of the traditional family and—, and I don't like using the word traditional, but for, for all intents and purposes, the, the traditional family, right? Um, I don't have anything wrong with that. Two-parent household. Two-parent household, traditional family, yeah, right? That breakdown is facilitating those voids, and you are 100% correct. Those voids are getting filled rapidly by outside influences. So not just the school systems, not just television not just athletes but now you have the social media platforms mm -hmm. so the influence is not just the adults in their lives it's their peers right how many how many teen suicides have you seen because they were bullied on a social media page for and sure somebody the, on there says drive just go by and kill now, yourself right yeah it, it's, we don't even know who our friends really are anymore. we have no idea no. right so i think there is a massive void there and and we're kind of we we kind of got off a little bit from from CRT, but I think yeah, the Father's Day thing kind of spun me. No, I I, I I I I like where you went with it, and I like and I understand how you got there. I fully understand that. I think CRT still plays into that. I think there was a comedian that came out recently and made a comment that they wanted to play the black male role in movies as a responsible individual, right? He was tired of the stereotypes. 
tired of every time a, a black man is portrayed in the movie, he's a thug, mm-hmm. he's a drug dealer, he's a gangster, he's a rapist, he's a he's the a quote he's unquote a bad guy, right? He's, yeah. a, he's the bad guy, right? Or or he's the bumbling fool who who can't get his act together. Can't yeah, they, get his that's a, they his portray almost way. all men that way, and all men are getting yeah, all men are being portrayed in movies and media and television as the bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, and then you throw in their CRT, I think it's you, you continue to confuse our youth in how are they supposed to act? Who, who are they supposed to look up to? If the media says that this individual is the bumbling bonehead or the drug dealer, the bad guy, okay, and they're of a certain skin color, I'm not going to say white, black, brown, it doesn't matter. Take that skin color of that character. If that was what's mostly portrayed, the individual who is of the same skin color may start identifying with that type of character, sure. right? That's, that's how it works. So CRT gets introduced and it says, we're going to break down the races and we're going to discuss how the races interact, okay? We don't need that in our schools. Look at a kindergarten class, okay? You'll have two individuals, two kids in a sandbox playing together, different races. Those kids could care less what color the, 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 the kid next to them is playing. Mm-hmm. They're going to, here's my, 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 my toy truck. You're going to play with that? Oh, here's my ball. Yep, yeah, play with that. They don't care. They don't care what color you are. Right. Right? As they get older, color is then introduced. Or maybe they recognize it and ask the question, but they're asking the wrong people. If I could even say that, I, I, I don't. Or know maybe that. the answer, maybe the good answer, maybe the right answer eludes people because where did they learn it from? Right. Well, I mean, there you it go. takes it's forever for this down. whole process yeah. to dissolve, and the more we keep introducing it, the worse it's going to get. You keep adding flavor to the exactly. Kool Aid; it's never going back to water. So here's another question. Here's something else for you. So for all of those children out there who are from biracial families, what do you tell them? Right. Well, do they I, do they reject the white side of them? Well, do they do they embrace or reject the black side of them? Do yeah, they? Who say, are they? Right. Yeah. Do they? Well, because my, my because mom is white, so I can't like her because she's of a bad race, and and I have to I have to make sure she understands hmm. just how bad her race well, is I, I've because seen I'm this being taught out. that in school. Yeah. Right. How? What do you tell those kids? I, I can tell you from from direct experience that a biracial child was berated by a teacher, an educator. In front of another student, because that child didn't intervene in a perceived racial incident, <laughs> in and, a way that the educator—I'm I'm not using that word. Uh, by the way, the adult at the time the adult. was neither teaching nor educating properly. Exactly. But I guess educator still fits because they were educating him incorrectly. Mm-hmm. But how they perceived should have been responded. So because you were black or white, you should have responded this way, and you didn't. Exactly, And and that offended me. Is that where we're headed with this? That is what CRT is showing. CRT says you should follow this way. You should act this way. You should do this. What happens when you break outside the norm then? What happened? Hold on. What happened to our school systems teaching people to not be in the box? 
I remember growing up thinking, oh, I got to be like, and we were taught not to be like that other person. Be individual. Express yourself. It used to be just CT, critical thinking. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, where, where that's what's now missing in our Man, schools. I don't know. Just critical thinking. It's so that's a it's a mess, man. It is. And and there's so many different avenues and so many different veins you can go down to have this discussion. I I, the the problem I have and it it gets me fired up is is the theory itself, again, it was it started off in the collegiate atmosphere. It started off with those who are going into into the legal field, okay? Mm -hmm. That's where it should stay. Maybe. But but it surely shouldn't trickle down. It definitely should not trickle down into into our youth. If you want to look at like we talked about in our last episode, how to properly apply law, man, I'm very hesitant to say that. But look at, at maybe in the terms of law and application of judgment, consideration of racial. I'm gonna call it stereotypes, or What's the word I'm after here? Background, upbringing, sure. that type of thing. So I take into consideration that maybe you were brought up a little different than this other person. Sure, yeah. Okay, I can give that a gray area, I guess. And we talked about that, but I think you're right. I think that's where it has to stop. The more we keep teaching, the more we keep adding flavor yeah, to the more Kool-Aid, yeah. the more we never forget there's flavor in the Kool-Aid. The wedge continues to get wider and bigger and heavier to move. It gets to the point where the wedge is so big and so heavy, you don't, you can't move it. It, it, it. Even if you wanted to move the wedge, you can't. And that's the problem we're now creating. We're, we're creating a generation of individuals who simply see color. And they associate the color of someone's skin with a good or bad verdict. Okay, based on how they're being taught. White people are bad because they, they, they brought white. about slavery and they're white and they're <laughs> evil. And, and that's it used not to be true. the black people were that way, right? It's, it's not <laughs> We've true. come full circle. I don't, I, I, it's, it drives me insane because, again, I, I don't walk through life seeing color. I know you don't, don't walk either. through life seeing color. We see color. I see it as but beautiful. I don't, but, but I don't use that as a, as a way to. to characterize the individual no. I'm talking to unless they do something directly to me. So that- I will laugh at a stereotype because stereotypes are there for a reason. Right? I mean, because typically certain people of a certain race, and I'm not even going to say color, talk a certain way, act a certain way, and some of it is different, and, and that's what humor is, right? The yeah. unexpected or the expected happening differently. Right? <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. Right. There really isn't. I'm not laughing at you. I'm not mocking you. I'm mocking a funny stereotype, right? Right. And we can have a little lighthearted jest at that because, once again, if we were all the same, one of us is unnecessary. Exactly. So that makes life fun. A little chuckle because you said something a certain well, way and it made me laugh. I tell you, the comedians, <laughs> comedians have all been put on notice. They yeah, can't. You can't do anything. They can't. You can formulate a really good joke, but let's be honest. For for the those of us who Eddie grew Murphy. up in, in the Eddie Murphy days, the Richard Pryor, the uh, what's the uh, Andrew Dice Clay oh, days, Andrew right? Dice Clay, and, and be, there were some. Hmm. Uh, listen, I will say this: there were some very <laughs> questionable and suspect questionable. 
<laughs> and, and suspect uh, uh, jokes out there. For those but, of you under 18 that have never heard of Andrew Dice Clay, please do not go search. Do not go <laughs> and search there's that the challenge because it's going to Do happen. not. I but that up. but it, you, you, you try and put those comedians in today's age, they don't make it past the front door, right? So... I don't know. It's 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 a tough topic to to really stop on because there's so many different ways that 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 it, it's going, and I I just see this thing continuing to grow in a negative way. And I think to a lot of the Americans' credit, they're waking up and they're seeing that. So to speak to the quote unquote woke culture, you know, it's they're seeing it now. They're waking up to what CRT is really going to do. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. Coming up. So, let me say this about Juneteenth. I have come out against a lot of these crazy holidays. Black History Month. Gay Pride Month. I don't know. Whatever. Cinco de Mayo. I think all of those holidays serve to fracture our country to split us up into self-identifying groups okay my issue is you're an american you're my neighbor you're not uh african-american you are not a mexican-american you are not a it's never getting used right but a dutch american or an irish american or right it sounds stupid when i say those words simply because that doesn't exist if you're a citizen here, you're an American. That's it. You're an American. I agree. Be an American. I agree. Now, that all being said, June Juneteenth, as much as that name still bothers me, I don't know why. It just <laughs> sounds odd. I don't care. Great idea. Awesome thing. That is nothing more than the celebration of this country coming together, recognizing a wrong, making it right, and let's celebrate what we did as a nation to fix this back then. Africans were brought in as slaves, amongst others, mm-hmm. thought as less than, as property of, dehumanized, right? Recognized it was wrong. Abraham Lincoln stepped up, said, this is wrong. It's going to cause a lot of pain. It's going to cause a lot of strife. This is going to split families. This is going to hurt, but it's wrong and we need to fix it. And we as a nation did it. Now, yeah, we got a long ways to go. Long ways is relative, not as far as we did. We are making strides. Agreed. We ain't even close to what it was back then. I understand it's not perfect, but it's better. And this is something I'm 100% behind. This celebration of us as a nation. Don't care your skin color. Don't care where you're from. Saying, you know what? This is a celebration that isn't a black holiday. Yeah, I get it. It might have been a celebration because the black slaves were free. It was the end of it. This is a celebration of saying, we got better. We fixed a wrong. We grew. We started, at least then. Mm -hmm. And this is a celebration of continuing growth of this country in its repairing of how we see each other. I hate the fact that we want to be doing all these celebrations of ethnicity and sexuality, all this stuff that just tears us apart, that puts up a wall and divides us. You're my neighbor. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care what you do in a bedroom. I don't. That doesn't mean you get a month. It means, are you a good person? Are you my neighbor? Do you care about me? 
Do you care about those around you? We do. We care about each other. All those other bits and pieces really are irrelevant. Let's stop celebrating that. Let's celebrate what we've done, how far we've come, what we're doing, and how we want to move forward. Let's celebrate what this nation is great about, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, this is what makes America awesome. We have the opportunity to speak out. We have the opportunity to make changes, to say this is not right and stand up and fight. Right? Let's fight with each other. Let's support each other. Let's love each other and say, hey, we can celebrate our differences. We can celebrate our strange oddities between the cultures, right? Right, right. We didn't all see it the same way. And it's okay to have a little laugh because you're a little different. But let's recognize that when those oddities, those changes, those differences, whether it's skin color, whether it's gender, I don't care. It's not right to attack somebody personally, physically, mentally attack. And I'm not talking about a little <clears throat> joking back and forth, a little banter, right? Because we're different. That's just, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. okay. But I think most of us understand when that's a real attack and not a snowflake hurt my feelings kind of weirdness. Until CRT takes a hold in the schools and it changes well, that. But go ahead. Hey, anyway, sorry. And I, I get there's a fine <laughs> line, okay? But... If you, Jay, I can tease you. I can give you a little harassment because of some of the things you might say or do that are a little different than me. And he does. And you give it back. <laughs> yep. And why and is that okay? <laughs> because I took the time to get to know you. <clears throat> and you got to know me. Yep. And we developed a friendship. And you know where I'm coming yep, from. absolutely. You know that I'm not mean-spirited towards you. That gives me a little bit of license to joke with you. Sure. Right. And we all have we all have friends we do the but same thing with. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So yep. I'm not saying yep. you come out and you just openly down a street get on somebody cuz that, that that would Okay, end and you're like, "Well, you know, <laughs> it's okay cuz he's a, no. yeah, not that, that Okay, so let me quantify badly. a little bit, right? But yeah. we Yeah. My point to all this is a little thick skin amongst friends. Okay? A little razz and a little teasing, nothing wrong with that. But you know darn well that if I saw somebody coming after you or your kids or whatever because your skin color and singling you out, I'm going to be right there fighting that because it's not right. It's, it's not because of your skin color. It's because of the attack on you for something that is out of your control mm-hmm. or even if it was unjustified. That's where I'm at, Juneteenth, man. That is what that says. Mm-hmm. That's an American holiday. As much as I think the 4th of July is an American holiday, we said that ain't right. Absolutely. You can't tax us without representation. You can't control us in this way. It's wrong. Juneteenth is very much the same. Mm-hmm. I you agree. can't own another person. It is it's a not complete right. freedom. It is, it is the, the license of freedom. Yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. So this is similar to that. Argue with me if you want. I don't care. I'm with this, man. No, I don't. I don't think you'll get many, if any, people arguing with you that this is a good thing. Well, I don't know. There, there, might, there might be some pockets. There might be some pockets. Yeah, and I can hear some of our, our students saying, you know, there's still racists out there, and there are, and there's people who hide it and so forth. But let's let's put that aside for a second, and, and let's let's focus on what what you actually you know said, and, and that this is this this is and this was the coming together of Americans. To, to right a wrong and recognize that a wrong 
was actually there. That was that, That's the harder part, right, mm-hmm. to recognize that there is a wrong. Because let's be honest, slavery in this country was dang near perfected for the rest mm-hmm. of the globe, okay? And it was never seen as wrong by those who really, really embraced it. It was seen as just a way of life. This is how it is. These people don't belong here. These people are less than. These people are our, they're our workers. How would we survive without them, okay? And good people stood up and said, evil will not continue to exist. We're going to stop it. And it doesn't matter how hard it's good, how hard it is. It doesn't matter how long it takes. We're going to continue to push through. So I love what you said in that this wasn't just, yes, it was about one particular race. But I think when you when you take a step back and you really look at it, I love what you said, that this was an American coming to, this was America coming together to mm-hmm. right a wrong. And I tip my hat to the current administration, to the current Congress, for saying, you know what? It's time. And write it into law. And do it the right way, I think, and, and right? And do it the right way. I don't I don't agree with a lot of things that the administration is currently doing. I really don't. Um, but I respect the office. I respect those who are in the office, despite my feelings for them, uh, <laughs> despite our, our philosophical differences. I respect the office in which they hold. And I thank them for going through this process and, like you said, doing it the right way at the right time and saying, Now we just need the rest of this country to take a step back from this pit that we're in of hatred and divisiveness and look at this day and go, yeah, you know what? We can fix this. We don't have to be at our each other's throats all no, the time. We, and, and we don't need CRT to teach us no, that. No, we don't. And that's that's the problem. We, we Well, so how does CRT I, I mean, we're getting a little long-winded here, but real quick, let's let's think about this and maybe we'll carry this in the next segment. But how does CRT going to tie into all this this reparations? Now, California, which is I find interesting. <clears throat> excuse me, a state that's never owned slaves never had any slave owners nor slaves in it is now paying reparations which is uh, which is know, hilarious I, so we're going to pay people who were never slaves with the money from people who were never slave owners and some of those people were probably families of slaves they were black that are going to be paying the taxes to pay money to who and how do we decide again, it and in a state that never even I, had a slave I, i'm i'm going to be the the the, the unpopular voice here but I, I don't believe in reparations. I really don't. I think you can't. I think once you once you go down that that path, it's a very slippery slope at that point because where does it stop? All right. So w- w- we have mixed races. Mm-hmm. So do you go to the individual who's one eighteenth? Well, hold black? on. Let me stop you a second. Think of this. Don't even divide it. Do this, Jake. You are second generation descendant of a slave. Okay. I am second generation non-slave owner, but northerner who fought in the Civil War. Okay? Okay. You had hardships because your family was from slavery. I had hardships because my great-grandfather, right, we're not going to do the genealogy correctly, right, right. my great-grandfather died in that Civil War freeing your great-grandfather. My great-grandfather was dead, meaning my great-grandmother had to raise children on her own without his income post-war. You don't think that hurt my family? 
not saying this is true. This is hypothetical. But right, no. yeah. So, yep, yep. so, I, I think, yeah, so let's I see. I see His family was damaged. My family damaged income, right? We got to talk income because that's reparations. Sure. Income was damaged because he willingly went and fought to free your family. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying, now, how do you not pay my family reparations? Because I was seriously damaged because and, of this and, slavery and thing. There, therein is a slippery right? slope. And here we go. There is a slippery slope. It, you don't it, even have it, to taint it, the color how much black you are. Now you get into that. How much yeah. black were you? How long were you slaves? How Really? It, it, Come on. We're talking about giving tax dollars of people who were never slave owners to people who were never slaves. Right. And, okay. and, you know, and, and I've heard the argument that, well, others have received reparations oh. for this and others... And I and you know what? Yes, they're right. Others have, but I, I don't believe that this is going to do us any good. I think this simply, like you just the, the analogy you just put through, is simply going to continue to drive the wedge. We gotta stop. We have too many of these issues popping up where it's just driving a wedge. That's all it is. We want to stop the wedge. You want to stop the divide. You want to stop the 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 racist behaviors. Start removing it. Right. We talked about this last podcast. Start removing some of those things from your from your application form. Those who are entrepreneurs and business owners and businesses themselves, remove that section from your from your application. You want to hire someone for, for their skill set and not worry about race. Remove the race section. Get rid of it. Stop using that as a as a crutch. The government stop giving credits to companies that hire hmm. a certain number of. Knock it off. Eliminate it. Hire individuals based on skill set. Okay. Correct. School systems. Let's focus on the actual problem of academics. It's not your job to teach our children, our youth, life skills. That's the job of the parents. That's the job of the mother, the job of the father, the job of the two parents. And for those who don't prescribe to a mother and father, it is your job in the home to teach your child about life. It is not the teacher's jobs to do that. And that is what's happening from from sexual education to critical race theory to you get into these different types of, of theories and philosophies. It's not the, the teacher's call. That's the parents. Yeah. Oh... Yeah, so much to one. think about. It's a tough one. I think uh, I think let's wrap it up here, man. Um, we can we can maybe talk about this some more. <laughs> man, you I'm look sorry beat. we stretched you this out. You look beat. <laughs> you know, my brain is rolling. There's so much, but I'm gonna come right back to it. It's about how we want to care for each other. That golden rule is a golden rule for a reason. Do unto others as you'd have them do to you. And matter of fact, do unto others a little better than you'd have them do to you because you want to raise that bar just a little bit, just a little higher. Man, so with that, I think there's got to be some of you out there thinking. There's got to be some of you out there who want to comment on this, and I want to hear it. So as always, go ahead and reach out to us. You can get a hold of us at the Common Sense Academy for you at gmail.com. That's the Common Sense Academy, the number four, the letter U, at gmail.com. People, be good to each other. Just think about the other person first. God bless everybody.